Gracious God, may only your words be spoken and your words be heard. Amen. The United Methodist preacher, the Reverend Grace Enathew, does a little riff on the expression, in those days. Reverend Enathew was born and raised in Kenya and is the senior pastor of First United Methodist Church in Naperville, Illinois. She says, the Gospel of Mark story is short and starts out by saying, in those days, in those days, code words. Some of us, when we are talking about in those days, you know what we're talking about. We're talking about the days when a loaf of bread was 80 cents. You know those days when a gallon of gas was $1.50. You know those days when there was never traffic jams on Main Street. You know those days, those days when the kids stayed out as late as they wanted and were safe. In those days. In the city I'm now living, she says, just in the suburbs of Chicago. When we talk about those days, we're talking about those days when you had to be out of Naperville by sundown if you were black. So when the Gospel of Mark starts out with, in those days, I pause and I wonder, what days were those? Pastor Matthew's observation forces us to move away from the gauzy, romanticized, idealized, fictional past and live in the cold comfort that there never was a time in the world, in America, or in church history when people and policies were perfect. And there never was a time in the world, in America, or in church history, when God gave up on humanity. Even in those days of Noah, in the do-over story of Noah in the Old Testament, even then, God reminded Noah that God's everlasting covenant with humanity is to deliver and not utterly destroy. And here's the thing. This, in the Gospel of Mark, is not the only time we hear that phrase in those days. Maybe you'll remember from just a few months ago, from the Gospel of Luke, our reading on Christmas Eve, in those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to the city in Bethlehem called da to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child and she gave birth to her firstborn son. 
and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. So, what were those days? What were those days when Joseph and Mary had to go from Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to be registered in a census? Well, those were the days when God chose to become flesh and blood in the form of the body of Christ, to be born of a human mother, to enter this world in a new and unprecedented way and walk the face of the earth. What were those days 30 years later when Jesus came from Nazareth of Galilee to be baptized by John in the River Jordan? Those were the days, as we heard in the gospel, when the Spirit descended on Jesus like a dove. Those were the days when, if you were a follower of Jesus, you could listen to his teachings. You could hear what Jesus had to say firsthand. In those days, Jesus' followers could ask him questions directly. In those days, Jesus' followers could witness his miraculous touch, and they could exercise it themselves. In those days, Jesus' followers could literally dine with him, gather around a table with him, eat and drink wine together with him, take nourishment from him, and listen to him teach. In those days. But you know what else? Those days of Jesus' birth were also the days of King Herod the Great, who, when he finds out someone has been born king of the Jews, senses rightly a threat to his power and his claim to be Lord and Savior. And he summons the Magi under false pretenses and finds out exactly where the newborn king was to be born. And when he finds out it's in Bethlehem, he sends soldiers there to kill every baby boy under the age of two. In those days, Israel was not a safe place for Joseph, Mary, and Jesus. So in those days, they were refugees. In Egypt. And those were the days, 30 years later, when Jesus was baptized. This, that same spirit that descended on Jesus like a dove, that same spirit drove Jesus out into the desert wilderness where he was for 40 days, tempted by Satan. Those were also the days when John the Baptist was arrested for speaking truth to the new King Herod. Those were the days when Jesus' teachings offended more people than they attracted. In those days, Jesus' followers got him wrong more often than they got him right. In those days, Jesus' followers argued over who was the greatest, who got to sit where. In those days, Jesus' followers were petty and powerless. And they even tried to stop those who were doing good works in the name of Jesus simply because they were not part of their camp. In those days, one of the twelve dining with Jesus at the Last Supper would betray, and all the other eleven men would flee at the first sign of serious trouble. And, and also, those were also the days when an angel of the war Lord warns Joseph in a dream to get up and flee to Egypt and remain there until it's safe. And also those were the days when Jesus hears before he goes into the wilderness 
You are my beloved son. I am well pleased with you. In those days in the wilderness, angels waited on Jesus. Those were the days when Jesus came to Galilee proclaiming the good news of God and saying the time is fulfilled, the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe in the good news. You see, when, when Jesus was born, it was in Bethlehem of Judea, a small town in an insignificant region during a tumultuous time. And when Jesus emerged from the wilderness after 40 days and started his public ministry, he did it in Nazareth of Galilee, another small town in another insignificant region during an even more tumultuous time. And that is when and where he preached, in those places, in those days. Jesus wanted to change all of world history, so he spent the majority of his time in a 60-mile radius with 12 people, proclaiming a very simple message. The time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is breaking in. Repent and believe in the good news. Those words started a movement which more than 2,000 years later, throughout all days and in every part of the world is still going. As presiding Bishop Michael Curry says, nothing can stop the movement of God's love in this world. And if we are part of that movement, nothing can stop us. Why? Because these are the days when God chose to become flesh and blood in the form of the body of Christ, the church. These are the days when the kingdom of God has come near. These are the 40 days to repent and to believe in the good news. These are the days when God is breaking into the world in new and unprecedented ways, walking the face of the earth, using your hands, your feet, using your lives, when you listen to the lonely through your ears. These are the days when the Spirit is descending like a dove and is driving us into the wilderness. These are the days when there are wild beasts and angels. These are the days when as followers of Jesus, we are more than ever distracted by technology and business, busyness and these are the days when you can use that very technology to gather without physically gathering on Sundays and use that technology to listen to Jesus' teachings, to hear what he has to say on your own time, on your commute, doing an examine on how God was present right in the middle of your busyness. These are the days when we, as Jesus' followers, can not only witness God's miraculous touch, but exercise it ourselves. These are the days when, as the body of Christ alive in the world today, we seek and serve Christ in the faces of the least and the lost and the marginalized. 
These are the days that we can change the world by focusing on what we can do in our daily lives. These are the days, February 2021, times of turmoil and divisiveness and disease and political machinations, and these are the days of hope and healing. These are the days that we, as Jesus' followers, take time to literally dine with Jesus, to take nourishment from him literally, and from hearing his message of good news. And in so doing, we ourselves become the bearers of that good news in the world in these days. Amen.